after you die, but that's okay. Okay. So you can just, unless you want to get up and walk, I thought it would be easier since we got to play. So uh, we see you come on when you walk the door? I'm coming up this way so you can't. <laughs> uh, so I'll come, I'll come up after I've given out the communion. Okay. I'll ask those who haven't been, or can't come up, I'll serve them and I'll come up and serve them. Or maybe I'll do it at the beginning. Or no, because you determine when I start playing. Well, why don't I do it at the beginning? And then that way you guys can be. Thank you. We're ready, Gloria. Good morning. It is so good to have you here on this wonderful uh, July Sunday. Uh, it's a, I know it's a dad thing, but uh, I, I sent my thing, um, there was a meme out about uh, what dads say. And I realized how many times I say these things. How, if you're a dad, have you ever said to someone else, you know, we need the rain? Have you ever said that? Um, for, or dads, if you see someone washing your car, have you ever said, you know, could you do my car after? Have you said, that's a dad thing. So welcome. We're glad that those um, also watching on Zoom, we're glad that you're um, worshiping with us. Uh, today we're doing uh, communion, so just want to let you know uh, that. Uh, a couple of things uh, this week. Uh, there's n- um, not going to be Wednesday, ni- Wednesday night prayer or Bible study um, Wednesday. Uh, I'm going in for a procedure, uh, so I have to isolate Wednesday and Thursday, so uh, just keep me in prayer. Uh, if you're having trouble with uh, setting up Faith Life account, uh, you can schedule a time with Lisa. Uh, Lisa was informed on this on Friday, um, and but she also put it in the in the newsletter too. So uh, set up a time, um, and if you can't come in, uh, I think Lisa said that I could go out and help. Is that so? Someone will will be with you. Um, so if you need help. Um, we do have coffee shop theology uh, Tuesday at 9. Also, um, the Property Commission uh, will be meeting on Saturday, August the 7th at 9 o'clock. And we're going to start that list of what needs to happen um, in the church and get a priority list. 
Uh, if you have some suggestions, you can let Dave or myself know. And if you'd like to uh, be on the commission, please let uh, Dave Cole know as well. Um, so um, we have softball. Is softball finishing up, or is it what's what's the schedule, Bob? Monday, Tuesday, um, and and then the are we having playoffs? Okay, so uh, come out and um, support our softball. Any other any other announcements? If not, let us go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Lord, as we begin. Let our thoughts and minds and our whole being be focused on you, to praise you for all that you've done. Guide us now through the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning, everybody. If you could please stand and sing good and loud. Glory to God and praise and love be 
ever, ever given by saints below and saints above the church in earth and heaven. So come on and sing out, let our anthem grow loud. There is one great.
As we come to this time of prayer, 
Are there prayer concerns or praises that you have? Uh, we have our mic runners. Ready? Oh, Arville. I want to thank everybody who sent cards and said prayers for Thelma and me. Thank you very much. Prayers are important. Well, we're still praying for both of you, and um, let us know what else we can do. Any other? Uh, I have two. The first is uh, Dave's nephew, Curtis, who lives in South Carolina, was in the hospital this past week, um, gallbladder issues. He's home now, but I guess it was kind of scary there for a couple days, so just continued prayer um, for Curtis and his wife, and they have four children. Also, prayers this week, um, Aaron and Annabe go to camp, and also Ian will be going. So prayers for the kids that are going to be at camp this week. Okay, so we're uh, praying for Dave's um, nephew, Curtis, uh, praying for healing and praying for the, the youth that are going to camp, and praying that they will have a, a great time. Any other Prayer concerns. Okay, I'll, just a minute. We'll, no, you, yeah. Um, Joyce. Continue to keep Marlene in your prayers. She went to the emergency room yesterday, but of course they sent her back home again, and she does go see the doctor on Tuesday. Okay, well, we'll keep Marlene in prayer. I know that uh, it's frustrating for her not knowing what's going on. I know they've done lots of tests, um, so we'll just keep uh, Marlene Groff in our prayers, uh, praying. Um, okay, we'll, in the back, yes. I want to wish Nick a happy birthday today. He turns 15. Happy birthday, Nick. Yes, if you could pray for uh, a gentleman that works with me. Um, his name is John Fry. Uh, he went to the hospital. Um, he was having trouble breathing. Apparently, he wasn't on his nebulizer for a couple of weeks. So if you could just keep him in prayer, I'd really appreciate it. Thank you so okay. much. Okay, we'll be praying for John. Um, and over here, Lisa. Yeah, two things. One, today is my mom's birthday. She's in Wisconsin, but, you know, uh, it's still well, a good day for her. <laughs> happy birthday, Mom, if you're watching. <laughs> um, and the other one is my cat goes in for surgery tomorrow, so any prayers for her as she's 20. And so. Yeah, we're praying for um, what's, what's the cat's name? Daya. Daya. And so we're praying uh, for um, the surgery tomorrow because I know it's, uh, um, yeah, we, we talked about it on Friday. So um, praying for that. Any other? Oh, yep. I have a praise for Dave Cole. He's turning out to be an excellent babysitter. Dave, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, you, you, yes, you have had practice, so I'm I'm glad uh, the little one's doing doing well. So, yeah. um, what what do you charge, by the way, the rates? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. So, Carolyn, congratulations. You, I'm sorry. I, I'm 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 sorry. Uh, unfortunately, you get all of the cold children this afternoon. Okay, Thelma. 
I think we need to add you to that list to pray for. Uh, we can't forget you, and we won't okay. pray for you and Kathy Boat. Yes, for that procedure coming up. Yes, thank you. Any other concerns or praises? Then let's go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Lord, in the midst of these days ahead and weeks and years, Lord, you have a plan. And what you've asked us to do is to trust you. But Lord, as humans, we are so concerned. We take our eyes off of you because we see all of the unrest in the world. We see all of the strife all of the disagreements, all of the vision, and we sometimes wonder where you are, and yet you're there. We know that in the midst of the storms, you were there. And even though you will not take the storms away at this moment, we know that you are asking us to trust you. So, Lord, that's part of the cost of discipleship is to trust you with everything. We know that you have our souls, and because of that, we can live free in faith. You are our Lord and Savior, and so, Lord, we praise you. So, Lord, on this day, we have lifted those that have concerns, those who are still struggling, those that are hurting those who are recovering from surgeries, those that are, have upcoming procedures and surgeries and tests. Lord, for those who do not have answers for things that are going on in their lives, Lord, this is where we truly need to trust you. Lord, we thank you for birthdays, for anniversaries, for new life. Lord, we Thank you for our friends and families who can watch over our children, watch over each other, and do kindness towards one another. Lord, we pray for our our animals that we have, and we realize how important they are to us. Lord, for those who are far away, our families, Lord, we lift them up. And we praise you for all things. For the little ones and the big ones, Lord, we praise you. So Lord, guide us now into this service and into the communion which you have asked us to follow your example. And to remember how you taught us to pray, saying in one voice, Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
We're going to read two short passages today, starting with Luke chapter 14 and verse 28. But don't begin until you count the costs. For who would begin construction of a building without first calculating the cost to see if there is enough money to finish it? Otherwise, you might complete only the foundation before running out of money, and then everyone would laugh at you. They would say, there's the person who started that building and couldn't afford to finish it. And from Matthew, chapter 16 at 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross, and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what do you... And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything anything worth more than your soul? Excuse me for just a minute. Well, that's not it. I love technology. I know I'm getting there. Uh, I do wanted to say something uh, to the um, to Gloria uh, at the last the last hymn. Um, Judy's going to give an explanation of how we're doing that. Okay, so just letting you know, and then you can play. Just. Wanted to get that out of the way. Okay. Cost of living. So, uh, are prices going up? Forgive me for what I'm about to say, but we did save uh, 16 cents on barbecue. I'm sorry, I just had to throw that out. No, 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 no. I just, I, I did it. I shouldn't have. But the cost of living. Whether we, how we try to uh, explain it or complain about it, whether it's housing, vehicles, education, it seems like everything seems to be going up. And Jesus kind of knew that, even back in his day, that you don't start something until you actually look at the cost. How many times have you seen someone take on something and then realized We don't have enough money to finish it. There was a... I I, um, remember down in Barnesville, Georgia, there was this mansion. And it stayed vacant for the five years that we were there. And uh, what was interesting is they started to build this. And it was wonderful. And it was out on the freeway so everyone could see it. The problem is, something happened, and they couldn't finish it. Something was wrong with the floors. All that money and something wrong, and then they didn't have enough money to fix it, and so it stood there. 
this huge, wonderful, two, three-story mansion that was just empty. And people kind of laughed at it because they didn't have enough money to finish, or they couldn't even afford to fix the floors. Jesus is warning all of us right now that if you go into something, whatever it is, you have to count the cost. One of the, the, I wouldn't say it was a hard and fast rule, but when our children wanted to do something, we were like, okay, are you sure you want to do this? For example, if you wanted, uh, if the kids wanted to play an instrument, uh, I think Allie played the trumpet, and she started. And I said, are you sure you want to play the trumpet? You sure you want to play the trumpet? And she said, yes, I want to. I said, okay, now if you start this, you're going to finish it. And there were a couple of times he, she was like, you know, I, I want to stop. Okay, you can stop after this year. And then she started going again. And then uh, with my son um, playing football, uh, summer practice in his 10th grade, that first week he said, Dad, I, I don't want to do this. I'm like, okay, well, after this season, you can stop but you started it, and he went on, and he finished. Because before we start anything, I, I told them, then you've made a commitment, and you need to honor that commitment and stay with it. And so sometimes you have to push them a little bit, and that's what Jesus is doing today, is pushing us a little bit. What is the cost of discipleship? You know, there's a lot of things in being a Christian. We know that it's not easy to be a Christian, especially in these days. Because it seems like what's going on is that we're human. And it seems like we take one step forward and two steps back because we're trying to be Christ-like and we're trying to live a life that's worthy of God and then suddenly something happens and we fall backwards. And sometimes people kind of leave the church because either the church is not good enough or they're not good enough and well, we just don't want to continue. But part of the problem is that it's going to be difficult. That it's going to cost us something to live a life of grace and truth. In fact, Diedrich Bonhoeffer, who was the theologian who was arrested uh, in Germany for his, uh, for his role in the assassination of Hitler. He was a priest, and he had made in his, um, in his book, The Cost of Discipleship, 
He talks about cheap grace. And he says that that cheap grace has brought chaos to the church because what it means is that if you have cheap grace, then you feel like you can go in, ask for forgiveness, give your life to Christ, but then nothing changes. And so God, actually Christ becomes a savior, but he doesn't become Lord. There are churches that argue this point. I always say it's Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. Some preachers will say, is Jesus your Savior? There's a difference. Jesus will save us when we call upon him. It says the life of of salvation that Jesus offers is free to everyone. It is. And you can ask for it. But something has to change. There's a cost to it. By saying Lord and Savior, we're saying, Jesus, you are in charge of our lives. As Jesus says, for us to pick up our cross, that means that we have this gift if we take up that cross. Salvation is free, but the life of the disciple is costly. Jesus says that if anyone would come after me, or if any of you want to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. What is the benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? Jesus is saying that daily we have to look to him. We have to ask for forgiveness. We have to follow him. We have to deny ourselves and put him first. Last week I talked about where's your allegiance? Well, it should be to this country, but only second or third. First, our allegiance is to God. Jesus is asking us to take up that cross. As you know, the cross is a symbol of execution, of losing one's life. And so, if we do that, we have to be able to put our lives second and Jesus first. We cannot learn about Jesus without being prepared to walk in his shoes, in his path. Discipleship is basically allegiance. We have to follow Jesus. We have to rely on him. Greg Keener, in his book, uh, Matthew, in his commentary, says this, although genuine Christians may fall short of their commitment at times, 
Those who wish to follow Christ should understand from the start that they are surrendering their lives to Christ. Those who do not acknowledge Jesus as Lord, as having the right to demand anything, including their lives, have yet to be truly converted. Today, Christians debate the character of the gospel to be saved. Does one need to accept Christ as Lord or as only Savior? Throughout the New Testament, however, the question is more or less a mute one. Jesus came to save us from our sin, and accepting him must include recognizing his right to rule our lives. This is not simply implied that Christians are perfect. It indicates that they recognize who their Lord is. When we've accepted Christ as Savior, we have also have to accept him as Lord. He has to direct our lives. That means that everything that we do, do we honor our lives? How many of you have seen the uh, Avengers Endgame movie. Okay. Do you want me to spoil the ending for you? Okay, thank you. Um, how many know of Iron Man? All right. Don't do it? Have you seen it? Oh, come on. It's in... Huh? So anyway, Tony Stark... Okay, so if you want to read the, the, the article, it's up here. I'm not going to ask any more questions about that. <laughs> but let's just say someone dies sacrificing his life for someone else. Because that's what Christ did. Because the cost was high. You know, if you look at all of this, the sacrifice of Christ on the cross was a high cost. God sent Christ down to us to die. He sent Christ to die for us. That sacrifice was too high, and yet it was worth it in God's eyes. So what does following Jesus cost you? Maybe it's your friends. Maybe your desire to live in a way that God doesn't want you to live. Maybe it's the security and money and wealth because you've learned not to lean on yourself or your accomplishments, but you live in God's provision. The cost to follow Jesus can be great, but the reward The rewards far outweigh the cost. So, think about this as we go to to prayer. What does following Jesus cost you? Let's pray. Gracious Lord, what is that cost? And daily we should be asking that. And at the end of the day, we should be following you, regardless of the cost. Because 
You have our souls. And nothing can get in the way of our relationship. So Lord, help us. Forgive us when we have gone our own way. Forgive us when we have turned against you. Forgive us when we haven't calculated how costly it truly is and forgive us. And on this day, start a new day in our hearts that on this day, we've counted the cost and want to follow you. And knowing that we can't do this without the power of the Holy Spirit within us. So Lord, strengthen the Holy Spirit within us. Let his guidance be always there that we are open to the Holy Spirit each and every day. And we pray this in Christ's most holy name. Amen. Part of the topic of communion, what does it cost? What does following Jesus cost you? And that's something that you're going to have to ask coming down to communion. We're going to have communion here, and we're going to have it at the rails. Uh, I'm going to be... um, giving out uh, the bread. Sam's going to be giving out the juice. But you have to think about the cost. By taking communion, it's not just something that we do. It's not just something to make you feel good. It's not even the looking at we have to do it because it's a sacrament. We do it because there was a cost and that we accept that cost. And when we come and we take the bread and the juice to represent the body and blood of Christ, we're saying we're going to follow you as Lord and Savior. It's getting ourselves right with God in order to forgive those who have hurt us and to start again. This is what the cost is. So my question to you, what does following Jesus cost you? Any questions? Any answers? What does it cost you? Has it cost you anything? Think about that. As we do communion, Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, gathered with his disciples. As they were about to start the meal, he took bread. And he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which has been broken for you.
And after the supper, he took the cup. And he says, this is my blood which has been poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. So I'm going to give some instructions. I'm going to uh, serve um, the... So I'm going to have to come up with a name for you. Um, Gloria's Gang. Okay, so Gloria's Gang, I'm going musical quartet. Um, I'm going to serve them first, and then I'm going to ask those who are going to help me I'm going to serve them, and then we're going to go, uh, we have ushers who will guide you here. Uh, This is an open table. You do not have to be a member of the church, of this church, or any EC church to take communion. I do ask that you've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. For children, I give that responsibility to the parents because Jesus says, let the children come to me, and they're in the process of learning. And so I want them to be comfortable coming up. But I give that, the parents the right um, to decide that for their children. And then those who are unable to come up and kneel, I will serve you after everyone else. body of Christ given for you. The cup of Christ given for you. The body of Christ. The blood of Christ. The body of Christ. The blood of Christ. body of Christ. The blood of Christ. Will those who are assisting me, will you come up at this time?
Jesus Christ, given for you, by the Christ given for you, body of 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 Christ given for you, the body of Christ given for you, body of Christ given for you, body of Christ given for you. May you go in the peace and grace of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. May God always be with you and guide you through the power of the Holy Spirit. Go in peace. Amen.
By his power you are saved. Go and tell the world. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Please kneel. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Remember this always. Amen. Please kneel if you can.
Jesus said, take up your cross and follow me. Let that be the rule of your life. In Christ's name, amen. Please kneel if you're able. Body of Christ given for you. 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 May the Lord Jesus Christ be with you each and every day. Amen. Is there anyone else who did not take communion, who needs it? Let us pray. Lord, by your cup and by this bread, help us to renew our lives, to be a witness into this dark world by the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. especially on the chorus if you want to sing the counter melody that goes with it. I'll be singing the words on the screen. 
What we just sang is what's traditionally known as the EC uh, hymn. We always sing it at conference, and uh, so thank you uh, for that. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, we know the cost of following you. Help us to keep our eyes focused on you and to realize that we can trust you in all things. Go in peace. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.